Hello, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we have a very exciting episode. We're going to talk about dinosaurs. We're going to talk about the new dragon dinosaur. We are going to talk about rocks and minerals. We are going to talk about the Minnesota rocks, the Sterling Hill Mine, the annual Minnesota rocks, the Moroccan treasures, um, some beautiful slabbing stones, quite a bit of uh, lapidary stones we're going to talk about, like mookite, jasper, agate, chrysocolla, and so much more, guys, so stay tuned. guys thank you for tuning in thank you for going to radicalrocks.com you can always scroll down to the bottom and join up with all our social media our videos and so on and so forth we've got blogs and got lots of good community stuff going on that you can check out it's all free so all we ask is that you subscribe uh, like and share and help us spread the word and help keep rock hounding alive So, a lot of interesting news. Did you know, I didn't mention this in the introduction, but did you know that there is diamonds found in a meteorite? Well, that's what it says at uh, Kawa News. It's uh, K-A-W-A hyphen news dot com. In article by uh, Heritage, Moroccan treasures, diamonds found in a meteorite. And they've got an impressive picture of a faceted gemstone here uh, in what looks like coal, really, but they're trying to say that it's a meteorite. And they say at the University Museum of Meteorites that was started and inaugurated in 2016 that they've got a lot of treasures there, and one of them is this Moroccan meteorites. They say it fell from Mars, And they say that it has some diamonds inside of it. Little diamonds. The discovery was uh, made out of a collection that they are displaying at the museum. Uh, It's called the Agadir Museum. And it's been there for two years. It's been studied by several different professors and uh, geologists. They said that... uh, This discovery is very important, offers a glimpse into the history of the universe, which they try to estimate is uh, perhaps billions of years old. I don't know how they would be able to know that, but they say the variety of rare stones which fall to the earth is very, very rare. This very rarely happens. This rock has very tiny diamonds encrusted between different components such as olivine, and graphite and uh, proroxene. So very rare scientific uh, condition that uh, has happened. They claim this is from a meteorite 
from Mars. So if that's true, then I guess we should expect to see some diamonds on Mars here pretty soon, possibly, right? Now, Minnesota, they have a rock and mineral show. It's going to be held at the Minnesota uh, State Fairgrounds on the 25th of September and the 26th of September. This is published by the Press Advantage on the 12th. And it looks like they're going to suggest an admission of a dollar for everybody 17 and older. But because of the pandemic, I think uh, they were probably closed last year. And they are going to show people and demonstrate how lapidary tools can convert ordinary rocks into beautiful works of art. They're going to share tips and tricks and display the items that they've made and some of the things that they've gotten from their rock collecting trips. And... Um, Many other things will be going on there with the Mineral Club that you can read about. Um, and they say that the membership for the Minnesota Mineral Club is $18 for a single person, $27 for family members. And they have these club-sponsored trips that you can go check on. So that's pretty cool. Um, join a lapidary club in your, in your town. Help support that. Um, even if you, you know, know everything about uh, gems and minerals, this helps keep our hobby alive because they typically have education and outreaches and things like that. We don't want rock hounding to um, become a thing of the past, all right, or a thing just set aside for a few countries. Now, Sterling Hill Mind, I believe I wrote this was in, uh, oh, here it is, my notes, I lost them earlier, um, my show notes, in New Jersey, the Sterling Hill Mine. This mine uh, was written about by uh, Janet Red Redicky at townshipjournal.com and they've got a little video here too but they've got a tour where you can go inside this mine and they'll take 20 to 25 visitors down 150 feet hole just like the miners did many years ago when they were mining now some of the things they mine for here was zinc uh, they also mine for iron they had this uh, going on from 1886 on uh, different mining ventures and projects in this area, according to this article. Um, in the mine, they show other stones and rocks and minerals. They talk about the properties of calcite and other minerals found in the area, and also some fluorescent rocks, which would glow under fluorescent uh, lights, are also something that the area is famous for. The tour is not just a little 15-20 minute tour, but it is a two-hour tour. That's pretty impressive. And then their museum is filled with minerals and rocks and arrowheads and meteorites, dinosaur footprints, magnetic rocks, fossils, and other things, including petrified dino dung, if that's what you're into. But... Uh, yeah, the two active mines in the area is the Franklin Mine and the Sterling Hill Mine. They These mines have more minerals than anywhere in the world, according to Bruce Bannon. So an interesting one to put on your list. Um, Minnesota Mineral Show is pretty popular. It's popped up a couple times in my searches. Now, when it comes to faceted stones, stones that... Uh, are cut like a diamond kind of, you know, faceted with uh, this type of stone. You typically think of diamonds and, you know, crystal type. 
but you don't always think about jade. But there is faceted uh, nephrite jade, and there's an article that talks about the five C's by Samuel Mitchell uh, Diltz and Andrew Silu, and that's at jewelrybusiness.com, and it was written on the 13th. It's quite an extensive article, so we'll just go over some of the highlights, but there's many beautiful colors of nephrite jade. I went on a trip once, and we found some uh, little bits of the black jade. It's a nephrite-type jade um, up in Stoddard Wells, but there's other places where you can find that as well. They have the beautiful jade faceted here like a diamond next to a black diamond that is quite brilliant that you can look at. But these jade uh, gemstones, the four C's are often thought to be subjective. The first C is carat for carat weight, and that's pretty easy to verify. You just weigh it. Um, then there is the cut, and that means the cut ratios and the quality of the cut. And this can be a little subjective too because it depends on the stone, which cut looks the best but it does influence the value of the stone. Of course, color is a big one, um, also somewhat subjective. Sorry, I have to have some coffee here. My throat's wore out from today. Long day at the office, so to speak. But the color, yeah, if the color is graded to flawless or whatever uh, when it's clear I think color is pretty easy because you're looking for a clear diamond but color is subjective um, if something's cloudy or it has discoloration sometimes that can actually bring value to something because of the variety of the color and other times when you're looking for a nice color if there's another color that's less favorable that can actually um, cut back from some of its uh, value so Clarity, color, cut, and uh, and such. All these things contribute to the quality of the gemstone. And with the jade, trademarked as the jade diamond here in this article, they talk about the grading it based on being treated or untreated, treated with dye, treated with resin, chemically treated or impregnated dye. Now, as you can imagine, an untreated one would be an A. Uh, an untreated, intense green or blue, no cracks or inclusions, would make it an AAA with three A's. That's obviously better. And then untreated, intense green, blue, minor cracks or minor inclusions, AA. Untreated, intense green or blue, some cracks, some inclusions. And then a B would be untreated and not gem quality material. To me, if it's not an A, it's not gym quality at all, right? It's more like, uh, I don't know, just fun fun jewelry maybe? I don't know. Unusual. But these types of grading, they're extrapolating from the GIA, which is the Gym Institute uh, of America, I guess is what it is. They're really renowned for being able... I'd love to take their class. They have it in, in California, and they have some online that you can take. But they talk about the colors, grading the colors. They talk about uh, true north, strong, and green. 
that again is the two facets of jade um, like diamonds so the fifth one of C that they say is with jade is cultural value I don't know why that would make a difference but that's what's written here uh, in this article so maybe that's something you want to think about it says the grade prescribes indicators of social value this in turn may influence market prices marketing uh, province direct design agendas industry trends labor conditions well, I could see labor conditions being one the right uh, rights at the stone source so if it's kind of exclusive to one mine that could bring some value that makes sense import and export infrastructure mining development policy mining practices this is in fact what we already see valuation is is very real and can greatly influence a gemstone's identity and worth in the market and it comes if it comes to the customer with the certification or so on and so forth so very interesting article looks at some different aspects um, that I hadn't really um, thought of much but they do all play an important role if you want to check that out again that's at jewelrybusiness.com now what about mining at Lake Superior's North Shore believe it or not there is fertile ground there for gold and high-tech metals according to northernontariobusiness.com you can go there and look that up on the 13th there's an article that was written by their business staff um, at the northern uh, Ontario business and they talk about these miners who are exploring uh, palladium lithium and other critical minerals which are needed in today's demand for battery-powered vehicles, energy efficiency, solar, that type of thing. And it's also an area that's known for gold. This is very helpful as well in global electrical vehicle uh, revolution that is being pushed, that agenda that is being pushed. The company uh, that is cited here has quite a bit of area here um, an old gold mining camp being re-energized constitution of aragonauts magino mine that's one area another historical mine the man mantio mine and the magino mine there's a structure in that geographical area called the Baltimore deformation zone now if you've seen these deformation zones and maybe someday we'll go over a geological map I have uh, one or two I think I have two of them you can see that those areas where they they usually go up against a fault um, an earthquake fault basically a minor earthquake fault or maybe a major one and these areas are areas where the uh, igneous rocks will will flow up through these cracks of the earth and deposit quartz and gold bearing quartz and, and other minerals and things like that depending on the geology but these cracks are where mineralization usually occurs whatever type of mineralization it might be so that is what they're finding here around the Great Lakes. The article is quite lengthy 
and goes on to um, this mine and the palladium mining, the gold, some of these rare earths of nickel, copper, and other things that are being found in this area. It is kind of a press release for when they're trying to raise money for their mining ventures. So uh, it's just something that popped up in my search that I thought was interesting and I thought I would share with you. Okay, next, I want to save some of these rocks, baby Brazilian agate, mookite, jasper, and a bunch of other rocks that we want to talk about today, but let's go ahead and look at some of our other articles. We talked about the dragon dinosaur that was found last week. We talked about it. There's been a slew of articles on this dinosaur really does look like a dragon. It's been found in Australia um, in CGTN, the newseu.cgtn.com. You can find this article here by Gulia Carbonaro, and it was written on the 16th, and they have the skull of this dragon right here and a video that you can play. It's only a minute long. They talk about the Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and you know these reptiles, flying reptiles. That type of creature was really flying around the earth at one time and is quite exciting. The skull with long neck, long wings. These teeth are just amazing on this fossil that they have here that you can look at. Uh, these teeth are quite long. This one doesn't look like quite as big as the one they were talking about. This one does not look like the head is quite three feet, but it's definitely at least a foot long, I would say. But this dinosaur had wingspans as big as a bust, over 23 feet across. Incredible. So it'll be interesting. I hope they find more of these because I find it really intriguing, this particular creature. And with the dragon folklore and such, it uh, will be nice to hear about these and see. Now, as far as interesting fossils that are found, the United States as well as Australia are wonderful places for fossils, as many places are around the world. This huge, huge, 12-foot-long, massive trunk that they say is millions of years old was found from a dig site in eastern Utah. They have a picture of this behemoth here. The article's by Carter Williams. You can find it on ksl.com. It came out on the 14th. And this thing, I don't know how much it weighs, but it must weigh a ton. They found it at in an area called the Morrison Formation, which is a rock unit in the west from the late Jurassic Park mostly known for dinosaurs, but has been the home of many dinosaurs they classify as being 150 million years of age, roundabout. They've got an excavator here where they are picking up this beast of a log and taking it to go steady it. They're taking it to... Where are they taking it? The people who are studying this are from all over the world. Germany, um, also from another one. So... The block was found in Grand County. Advanced towing and automotive were among those who volunteered experience and equipment to move this fossil to its new home. 
and it took a long travel to the museum where it is now housed at the Jurassic Hall at Utah State Park. So you can, they're going to clean it, they're going to research it, and eventually, hopefully, they will be showing that to the public because it is a beast. It looks like it weighs a few tons. Amazing, amazing find. Now, what's going on on Mars? Um, NASA Curiosity rover is exploring a changing landscape. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory, you can look that up at jpl.nasa.gov. And on the 17th, there's the article. There's a picture here of the Martian landscape where the camera is looking and taking a picture of this 360-degree panorama, which they stitched together for you so you can kind of see what it looks like. And uh, it's quite striking, the rocks, knobby rocks, rounded rocks, over this Mount Sharp, a five-mile-tall mountain with a 96-mile-wide uh, base, and it is also uh, at the basin of the Mars Gale Crater. So that dips down and then the mountain rises up. The rover's mass camera or mast cam highlights features that were captured on July the 3rd, 2021. And now, of course, we're just now getting them. But uh, they have a video here that you can look where you're looking right over the surface of Mars. They talk about the history of Mars. They talk about all these samples that they're taking. Now, they've actually found something that quite resembles salt. They feel that Mars' environment did have lakes and groundwater within Gale Crater. So they took 32 samples in this area, and they found clay minerals, one dominated by sulfites or sulfates. So sulfates are being found there. Pretty interesting the way they do it. Now, right now, it's Martian wintertime. So some of the pictures, the scenery is extremely detailed because it's clear. And the wind that kicks up the dust and limits the pictures to just, you know, only being maybe a few hundred yards or less. Now you can just see for miles and miles. So really cool. Alder Grove Star magazine at aldergrovestar.com talks about on the 17th, Jan, uh, Dan Ferguson rather, talks about a tailgate. Now, if you don't know what a tailgate is, then you need to become a better rock hound, in my opinion, and join a rock hounding club. Find out what a tailgate is. That's where people, just rock hounds, throw their stuff out there for to show the public and maybe sell a few little goodies. Their show is real rock hounds, but I do see some of the traditional stuff that's shipped in from around the world. We've got a nice lady here explaining how they're going to teach people how to make jewelry, and she's doing some beading there. Looks like she's got some cabochons, and will show people how to start in the hobby and how to make their own jewelry, how to get involved in lapidary and rock hounding, uh, they have slabs and rocks and finished jewelry pieces, all of those things. Quite the testimony from the members here that are wanting you to come see it. They have the first, uh, they have a tailgate September the 19th, and then 
There's supposed to be another one before that, August the 15th, which is uh, too late. So you'll have to look for the one in September. The Rock Club is called the Aldergrove, oh, Aldergrove-based Fraser Valley Rock and Gym Club. So I wish them the best on that. Now, if you are into, I think, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits and things like that, you might be surprised to know that there is an extinct hobbit creature the size of a house cat that was discovered in a Wyoming dig site. Now, this is less than a day ago in lifescience.com. You can look it up. Brandon Spector wrote it, and it talks about this animal. It has a picture of it here. You can see it. uh, Quite unusual. It has the big cheeks and um, big eye eye sockets, uh, much like the one that you would see in Bilbo Baggins' party. The ancient mammal uh, is not like a hulking bear with axe-sharp teeth, but much like Bilbo Baggins' party, um, and it is quite unexpected, called the bee honey, is a condylarth, part of a prehistoric four-legged mammal that looked a bit like dogs, but were actually the ancestors of hoofed animals like horses and rhinos, according to a new study published on the 17th. Stay tuned, that'll probably change. They said that it was not a rhino. Uh, Fossils of the creature's lower jaw suggest it was no bigger than a house cat. Interesting. So they're always discovering these things. Discovered in Wyoming. Uh, Looks like there might be a video here as well if you're interested in that. Now... You hear about fossilized eggs. Let me get a drink of coffee here. Quite interesting, these fossilized eggs. Uh, many of them have been found, but they've x-rayed quite a bit of them, and they usually never find anything inside. But they have found in China these baby tortoises or baby turtles right inside there at nationalgeographic.com. They don't always let me look at the article, but today they are... Oh, there's a pop-up. Just tried to stop me. (laughs) So it looks like they're trying to stop me. But uh, they thought it might have been a new dinosaur species, but once they looked inside, they found what they feel is the remains of a giant extinct turtle egg. So that's pretty neat. Uh, Father and son mining team discover never-before-seen gold ore gemstone. At the digitaljournal.com, this family here in Scottsdale, Arizona, discovered what they say is the world's newest gemstone in over 40 years. Um, There's nobody credited to this article, but uh, you can read it. It's dated August the 18th. They named this gem... Sonoranite, and after the beautiful Sonora Desert in Arizona, where their mine is located in Scottsdale, Arizona. Now, what they did was during the pandemic, they started going out and looking at minerals and stuff, and they found this, which is quite beautiful. It looks like, uh, it's claimed to look like, a beautiful, uh, like a snow globe, where you turn it upside down and you turn it back and it has all these sparkles all over it. Now, 
what this has in it, it is a combination of, uh, of some gold, also silver, copper, palladium, cobalt, yttrium, and other rare earth's metals in a silicified mix of epidite and pumpalite and calcite. So it's really quite glittery and beautiful and rare. They're not getting a ton of this out of what they're digging. They're getting very little, but uh, it looks like they're selling it for $35 a carat or $1 a gram. Uh, now, they're not sponsoring my show or anything. I'm just reading the article. This family, uh, they're not new to mining. They have been mining for quite some time, and they have mined many other gemstones, including malachite, turquoise, gem silica, and others. So that's a father and son team. They do their own lapidary and gem faceting. Really cool. They're going to be at the G&LW show. I'm not sure what that stands for. It's in Tucson, and it will be on the 9th and the 12th of September. So you can look that up if you want. The G&LW show in Tucson, the 9th through the 12th of December. They've got contact information here, too, if you want to look this up. All right? Now, guys, I want to thank you guys for hanging in there. We have got some rocks to talk about. We've got a lot of rocks and minerals that we're going to keep talking about. I want to thank you guys again for liking, sharing, subscribing. Um, you're helping keep rock hounding alive. If you're familiar with Radical Rocks, you know that we give back to the community and we are keeping rock hounding alive. Uh, and you will support us in just giving us the attention and passing it on. We appreciate it. Our podcast, we've got, uh, I think, about 125 of them so far. We have every topic in the world. Most of the information on these podcasts is timeless, so we recommend if you enjoy this type of content to go back and review some of the other episodes we have and share them. Share them on social media. People are interested. There's not really anything on a podcast um, of this type of content. So, Also, our videos, if you're more visual and you like that, then come on down and check us out at YouTube. Just look up Radical Rocks and we'll pop right up. We've got quite a variety of videos on Everything from gold prospecting, rock prospecting, and rock hounding, to map reading, to doing lapidary, cutting with saws, and interviews, all kinds of stuff. It's a very good variety. All right, so sometimes I just go to a website and look at the rocks and minerals that they have and talk about them. Uh, today, we're looking at kingsleynorth.com. They have a wonderful variety, and again, they're not sponsoring our show. I wish they were, but uh, we're just finding good information and sharing it with our friends out there. Baby Brazilian Agate Rough. Um, they've got some pictures of this. If you're familiar with Brazilian Agate, it has wonderful banding. Um, it can be somewhat translucent, and it is really desirable. They have it here. Very good price. Mukite Jasper usually comes out of Alaska. This is a colorful jasper with browns and yellows and oranges and whites with a different patterns and designs that can be quite pleasing. They've got jasper light out of upper Michigan. This is a red type jasper. 
that would have been familiar with the Native Americans back in the day, but it also makes great cabochon material. Now, the Kona Dolomite Rough can be found in Michigan. This is a softer mineral that you can work with quite easily. It looks kind of a bacon-colored uh, reddish-pink with all kinds of layers. It does look like it could be a, a piece of meat, but it has some interesting patterns in it. They've got some Malachi Rough here. It's not really saying where it's from. Ocean Jasper with the green and orange, which is real pretty. Mexican Crazy Lace uh, Agate is real pretty. If you've ever seen that, it takes a great polish, very hard. Montana agates are always desirable as well. If you haven't seen tiger eye, there is a lot of variety in tiger eye. They have some blue tiger eye here. Of course, there's red and green, the gold and yellow. There's tiger's eyes with uh, hematite banding through it. Very beautiful. Be careful when grinding tiger eye. Keep it wet all the time. This is something that has asbestos in it. Red Creek Jasper. Uh, it's coming out of China right now. Very affordable material. Quite pretty. If you are interested in that, uh, Pedowski Stone has some beautiful patterns. This does look like a fossilized coral a lot of times. Mexican coconut geodes are there if you want them. And then the variegated blue tiger eye and bird's eye rhyolite from Mexico, which is red. It has red uh, orbicular designs all through it, which are quite pleasing to the eye. Let's see if they have anything else to look at. They have fluorite, green fluorite, that you can look at that is quite beautiful as well. So guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. We I've been working very, very hard, so a little tired tonight, not quite as much energy. I apologize for that, but I hope that you picked up some tips, heard some interesting stories about rocks, fossils, and minerals tonight. Enjoy until next week. Remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.